So welcome to a very special sixth episode of Slender You Podcast. We decided we'd do a little short podcast just talking about some of the news and happenings of college football. So with further ado, I will let our co-host Tease take us away. On the last episode, if you listen, we recorded right when it was uh, the news first broke that USC and UCLA were leaving the Pac-12. Uh, since then, we've kind of had the shuffle going on with uh, all the other Pac-12 schools scrambling and Oregon and Washington have been trying to get into the Big Ten. The Big Ten has kind of come out uh, behind back channels, of course, and said they're going to wait for Notre Dame. So nobody knows really where Oregon and Washington are going. And then there's also a rumor that the Big 12 is about to basically go scavenge the Pac-12. The Pac so that's kind of where we stand in terms of realignment. But I wanted to know from y'all, especially from Evan, who's going to be in the Big 12 when this all shakes out, what y'all thought of these six teams coming in. And I could uh, pull up the teams in a second here. I think we know who they are. I don't, I don't know if I'm the best spokesperson for the Big 12 here because... You I, are, because now that we're leaving, well, y'all are like the best school there. <laughs> well, and like that's foreign to me because I spent 20 years like just wanting to have a good time on Saturdays. You know, I just wanted to make sure everyone had fun. <laughs> so I, my opinion didn't give didn't mean a damn until like maybe, maybe eight years ago. But, you know, I think as far as like level of competition goes, the teams we have coming in like aren't pushovers at all. Like I no, think there's still solid, gonna be, solid additions. There's going to be a lot of good football being played in the big 12. We're just going to be broke bitches essentially. So we'll be playing you know, on the like, Magnolia network on Wednesday afternoons. But you got, you kind of got to hand it to the big 12 though. Like they, they survived, like they are survivors yeah. through all of this stuff. Like, they survived years ago, the first round. Of, I mean, they came together as like a marriage of convenience back in, you know, 96 or whatever it was. And then, uh, you know, they survived the first round of realignment when Nebraska and Colorado left, the next round of realignment. Yep. And like even now, like the Pac-12, like Pac you never thought that the Pac-12, one of these historic, like traditional conferences would go under. And now all of a sudden, like the big they goal, stink. like, hey, we're, we're still going to be here. Like, they're like, I mean, I, I don't mean this in a definitive way, but it's not, I don't know how to say Cockroaches. it without doing that. They're like, they're like roaches. I mean, yeah. it could be the the, nu yeah. the the nuclear holocaust and the big 12 will still exist just because there yeah. needs to be a spot where people are there out of convenience and where they need to have a spot. And honestly, there's money to be made there too. So more power to them. Yeah. Well, those, and you know, like, what you're saying? Those six teams, before y'all keep going, the six teams that were uh, rumored to have met with the Big 12 already are uh, Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. Those are the six teams that have met with the Big 12 so far. Man, you know the best for Uncle Phil. For those two, though, for me, I, if I'm Uncle Oregon, Phil. I go there. I go to yeah. the Big 12 over the Big 10. I really do. Why? Because you get more access to Texas. I really feel like where you play plays a bigger role in recruiting than most people think. I know yeah. I know the thoughts, but in my mind, well, you make more money in the deal. you make more money in the Big Ten, yeah. especially the Big Ten with Notre Dame but, in it. But yeah. Notre We're Dame's not fight. going to the Big Ten though. Uh, but well. then I think if you do Colorado, Colorado, that's something that's familiar with them. So I think that's your two big teams I would try to go out there if it was me. When I think there's something to be said about how. Uh, Looking backwards, how fortunate the Big 12 is that Oklahoma and Texas announced a full year ago that they were leaving. I mean, yep. we, yeah, I don't know of any Big idea. 12 people that have been stressing about realignment. I think there's more curiosity than there is anxiety about what exactly. the Big 12 is doing. And a lot of other conferences don't like, if I'm the ACC, I'm shitting my pants. If I'm not Clemson or FSU or yeah. Miami, yep. what, what are you going to do? Is Duke just going to not have a football team? That yeah. would be best for everybody. Already <laughs> 
and, and they're already challenged the in the grid. They're already looking at challenging that granting of rights and stuff like that to get out yep. of that entire contract. They, that's the thing I saw about Stanford. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how serious people are, but like, I, I would imagine that there is a legitimate conversation going on right now at Stanford being like, do we really even need football? Do we want to deal with this stuff? Like, kind of, we, we haven't been good in the past like three to four years. That would be you know, crazy. Do we want to deal with this. They have I the mean, best athletic department in the country, and they might get second rid of best. football. I mean, so they second best. Second best. Definitely. I mean, but just if like the, just like what was the average will rise. Y'all can try exactly. Just like just like what was just like what was defined as the best. Just like what was defined as the best athletic program. Their football football program ain't doing them no credit. They're, but Stanford they're hasn't been that bad that long. Like not long ago, they were I mean, really really good. They, I mean, post Andrew Luck, they have better football. Yeah, better football more recently than we have. Didn't Andrew Luck already retire? Like his NFL career has already ended, and Stanford He's is still not back. He's already collecting pension. <laughs> uh, well, and I feel Poor like the Andrew ghost Luck. of Andrew Luck has been telling lies at Stanford for like a decade. Like even though Christian McCaffrey yeah. went crazy there, he I didn't mean, do anything with it. You know, like he they were they so they were they were eight for and one. They were eight and one in 2015, and since then it's six and three, seven and three, six and three, three and six, four and two, two and seven. It's not terrible. Damn, like they haven't been. That, no, that's bad. I didn't think it was that bad. That's recent. Um, I really love the, the ghost point, of Andrew. Look, what are you saying? I really love the point that Evan made about like how much anxiety is in the Big Twelve. They just announced today that Texas Tech is spending two hundred million dollars to upgrade their facilities. Hey, so like you don't do that if you don't know if you don't think you know what your next ten to twenty years is going to look like in terms of conference alignment. You don't go spend two hundred million dollars. So obviously well, teams in the Big Joe Twelve are just McGuire like well, can raise some money, man. <laughs> Joey McGuire can raise funds unless they're using that money to build up the city of Lubbock's infrastructure. Exactly, they, they, it's not they, they may shit. as well burn it. Are they going to build another city next to Lubbock to get more people around? <laughs> you know, they just they just spend that money on making point. it uh, on, <laughs> on making it not a dry county anymore. That's not helping you get college kids into. They're going to build a hyperloop uh, to DFW. Look, I'm I'm turning over a new leaf, and I'm not slandering Texas A&M all the time. But did y'all see the barstool tweet where the guy was like, "This is the oh, most yeah. beautiful place ever," and I was like, "Bro, what?" The- <laughs> he said it about Texas A&M. Yeah. No, yeah, like but it's like the most random the, picture of it. It's like it not even like, like in the middle of a student neighborhood with a bunch of duplexes <laughs> and shit. And he's like taking a picture over this like basically this like shitty student house that's mass produced. And like the sky looks great. That's wonderful. He's like, oh god, College Station. And like you know, I feel that because I, I will get romantic about the town of College Station because like I had three kids born there, met my wife there, but I know what it is. Like that's not pretty. <laughs> Like, Come on! Of all the pictures, though, I'm sure you, you can make any town look pretty in a picture. Yeah, but like, like that one, they chose? like you got like a duplex. Like I mean, Yikes. yeah, that was a yeah. that was that. It was that, like when you're playing stuff. The Sims and like you're building your first couple of houses and you're just like out in the desert. <laughs> you haven't upgraded the, anything. That is the uh, folly of youth, right there. I don't so know. Speaking if- of some more news. We've got some first preseason polls that have come out. We've got Phil Steele's first preseason poll. So I'll give you a quick rundown of the top 10, and then I will highlight our teams. But, of course, Alabama's number one, Ohio State at two, Georgia at three, Clemson is at four, Michigan is at five, Utah is at six, Notre Dame is seven, Oklahoma is eight. Utah is the number six team in the country? My God. And I believe it. I absolutely agree. They're going to be so cool with that. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Texas A&M is at nine. (laughs) Um, Oregon is at (laughs) ten. Then to find the rest of our teams, we have Baylor at 14. Is that good? I'm scrolling to find Texas. Texas is at 18. 
All right. Somebody all right. Out. If you told me Texas was the 18th best team in the country this year, I don't know if I could call you a liar with a full heart. Yeah, I'd believe I, that. Somebody, I would 18, brother. Somebody pull out a uh, uh, ranking of how they think the Big 12 is going to break down in terms of uh, how, how it's going to play out, and they had Oklahoma 6th, and it literally just blew up Oklahoma football. And it was yes. incredible. It yeah, was dude, I went to Baylor with that guy. Well, because like I mean, if with him. I mean, if we're being honest, they they they've never seen that side of life, man. It's been what no, twenty they damn years since they, they don't they know how hard it gets, bro. They gonna know they this year. They about struggle. to see. I can't God wait. willing, they find. I can't it. wait. God, God needed yeah, it so bad. And I just honestly, don't see I any think... way their season turns out good. I'm just being honest. Uh-huh. They have lost so much, and you have a whole new staff. That I don't care. Having a whole they new said it's because Venables is really him, and Venables is going to save them. That's what they. That's what I've been told. They gladly walked his ass out less than a decade ago. <laughs> they did. All he did was coach. With they did. They they absolutely did. They walked. They definitely walked uh, him out. Oh, it reminds me of when Texas fans wanted Manny Diaz back, and I was like, "Do you not recall <laughs> what happened?" I, I am interested to see how Oklahoma's fan base like lives this year. I've said this on the pod with Matt before, but like I'm so interested in their fan base and how they just exist because all all four of us here we we've dealt with not awesome seasons, but we we've had things to look forward to. They Do have we? never they have never had a moment's peace over there, you know. No, they, they they've been on the best run of maybe any school that hasn't won a natty in the last decade, and that window, folks, and is they closed. can't have won a playoff game. <laughs> they're not going to get to beat up on the Big Twelve anymore, you know. They're they're going to get their dick smashed at least four times a year, and that's that's going to have to be something that they're living with, you know. Oh, I cannot. I'm really worried about that fan base. I don't. I don't know if y'all I'm not. interact with Oklahoma fans on Twitter. But I have like six, seven, eight that I really just interact with. And they, I, I just don't, I can't get a read on. I don't know if they don't have shit to do because they're always in spaces. Like always, always. in spaces. Oklahoma and it's always fans. just like rundown. It's like it's like a daily recap they do. Those are it's therapy like sessions, news. bros. Those are they need that. <laughs> Those are therapy sessions for them. They really are like the Lakers of college football, like the current <laughs> Lakers. They aren't though, because like the Lakers are at least cool and they have like they have better tradition than I would say. Okay, I don't think the Lakers ass. are cool at all. I hate the Lakers though. So <laughs> you can hate the Lakers, but they still are like the Lakers. But like, like you know, like historically successful, won a little bit in the last decade. But like, I mean, I don't know if y'all really count the bubble ring all that much. I don't. I don't really care about. I it don't. A ton, but like you know, no, it was fake. Like a lot, a lot of fans who have never known losing and who are going to have to get comfortable with losing. Yep. It's, a, it's a horrible process. As, as a Texas fan, I can tell you, we've had to get uh, pretty comfy and snug with a lot with some losing going on in the last yeah. decade. Well, and I think, uh, and I think that like, I think that like with, with with OU fans and, and I don't follow basketball that much, even with maybe the Lakers too. I think it's one of those things where it's like, even if they might have like, I think they had an eight and five season under Bob Stoops. So like, oh, it's no big deal. We're going to turn it around. It's going to be fine. Like, and they they can say that with a certain level of confidence because that's what they've always done. Like, I put Alabama in that group. I put. You know, Ohio State in that group years ago, I would have put Nebraska in that group. Like, even if they have one shitty season, they're like, it's fine. It's no big deal. We're going to turn it around because that's what we always do. But Nebraska's now, off like, that I, list now. Nebraska, Nebraska's that, Nebraska way off that nasty. list. You know, they're, they're definitely off nasty. that list now. And, like, you know, that's the – and once that once you get off that list, then Nebraska starts – you start looking at it, you're like, okay, may, maybe it is kind of hard to recruit to, to, to Lincoln, Nebraska. You know, maybe, you know, like, that sellout streak that they have starts getting in jeopardy. It'll be – I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll, it'll, uh, until, but it's one of those things until they don't do it, I kind of just think that they probably will yeah. continue doing it. You know, I know I can make a lot of jokes. They're losing six games. I can't wait. 
I can't wait. I make a lot of jokes, like alluding to how Baylor is so great all the time when I don't know if I like fully believe that, but there is something to be said about being the team that's got them out of the paint for the big 12 championship three times in the last decade. There's, there's a unique sense of telling them to eat shit and them not being able to say anything about it. I mean, <laughs> if they don't Matt rule, if, if he didn't have his head in his ass, could have beat them twice in one season. He yep. should have beat them twice in one season. He had them. Well, that's a different story. Um, but yeah, I just feel like not even like as a as a slanderous thing to the Oklahoma fan base, but I just feel like they all log on every day just to find something to agree with each other on. You know, they just have like a topic of the day that they just have that, a big circle. That is on. another thing that is so weird about them. They all are like in perfect unison. They're like, but they're, that must, that really must like be nice. Like, I would love to have man, that. I would, I would kill so- for that. <laughs> It's the worst thing to fight with your own fan base about stuff that, like, yes. think, like that sucks more than anything, man. Like, I had people, we were talking, like, something, and somebody said, like, about a quarterback that A&M just needs a quarterback that's steady can get the job done. Somebody responded with, oh, that was Kellen Mom, but everybody didn't like him. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And then all of a sudden, like, I get, like, our own fans in our mentions, like, shitting on Kellen. And I'm like, God, I don't want to <laughs> do this, man. Like, I have... Like I, I did this enough two years ago, and it, we did that right in the middle of COVID. We did that, did that right in the middle of the March. Just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, can't we just all like get along and like, for fuck's sake, we're not supposed to be fighting each other. We're supposed to be fighting other people, man. Come on now. That's why do people my shit favorite on thing so about much. Texas fan? I mean, why you think? <laughs> I told it. You already know. You can tell the truth. I know. So. uh <laughs> So here's the thing. I will tell you why Racism. everybody. Sh- I will. I will tell you why everybody should have loved Kellen Mond, right? Why Kellen Mond is the con- like in any other context, he would have been the perfect Texas A&M quarterback because he's the son of a veteran. He kept his mouth shut. He did his job. He literally he missed one series of play in four years. In four years of being a starter at A&M, and that yeah. was when we played against Clemson. And Nick Starkle ended up fumbling the ball, and Clemson ended up winning that game by like three points anyway. I think that people get be people get pissed off at Kellen whenever the entire cell loss thing. It, that's a, that was a it was a yeah. significant breaking point for a lot of the fan base on that. Um, and I think that like then you get into that and you 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 know I think you always want what you don't have. And I think that Kellen was kind of a not really a demonstrative person. He wasn't really like a a fire you up, get in the locker, get in your face kind of leader. He just kind of did his stuff. And I don't necessarily know that. I think that they, whenever people look at Kellen, they're like, oh, he didn't show any leadership. I'm like, you don't, you have no idea yeah. what he was doing. Like he was literally like leading on, he was leading a march on campus. You just didn't like what he had to say. And so like, you know, back in those days, I remember the frustrating thing for me was like Kellen, like they'd be like, oh, we need Kellen to be more of a vocal leader and all this other shit. And Kellen would come out and thoughtfully say something about race relations or Sully and everybody would get pissed off at him. And I'm like, so you want him to be a leader. <laughs> you just don't want him to be a leader like that. You want him yeah, to shut up and dribble. Uh, no. And so, again, like I, I love the kid. I will always be a Kellen Mon fan for the rest of my life. I, you know, still he got us a damn good season a couple years back, so. I want to tell people, like, String made me such a Kellerman defender. And I used to watch the games and be like, no, Kellerman is not the issue. And it's like, so many fans, uh, which this is every sport, but how many fans sport. really know what they're talking about? Yep. Like, None. It, it's so much that goes into that. And it's just like, you can't, I know people like to say, oh, the quarterback is the bit, most important player. But no, like, so much shit going on. And realistically, unless you know a lot about football, 
you're not going to get that. And then even if you're watching the game, you can't see the whole fucking field. That's what drives me crazy yeah. when people are like, oh, this is going on. I'm like, bitch, it's not all 22. You don't know what is going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the that most could literally be thing. a cover sack, yeah. <laughs> like you, but you don't know. The most humbling thing is when you think you know even the tiniest bit of football and you watch it with somebody who definitely knows football mm-hmm. and they're like pointing stuff out. They're like, oh, you should have gone to the ball right here. You see that he was coming down this way and you're like, what are you a wizard? What the fuck is this? Like, what is like? How did you know this stuff? You know, that's uh, that. That's it. Always fascinates me to be fascinates me to see like football smart people doing football stuff. Yeah, like even uh, the most basic stuff. I'll never forget one of my friends that was in the NFL. He came back and um, we were watching just like a high school game. It was my first year of college, so like in high school, we watched film, but like we didn't watch film. Like we were like, oh, look at this guy. He sucks. But it wasn't nothing like watching technique and shit like that. And like to see him come back and watch just like a basic level high school game was like so fucking insane because yeah. he literally picked apart every play before it was going to happen. It was picking up on so many little cues. I was like, that's insane to be able to see the game at like that type of like, yeah. this level. That's yeah. the Tony Romo, but Tony Romo already knows. Oh, I see the coverage. Oh, I know exactly where the ball's going. It's like mm-hmm. hearing him do that. I haven't yeah. watched the NFL since yeah. he's been. Yeah, but let me job. tell you, hearing him like how I know film is awful. And breaks you down like that is just crazy. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely like crazy. in high school, special teams is like not serious. Like you literally just like stand there and you talk to each other and like that's it. You talk so, like, to in each college, other. Yeah, like it's literally nobody comes off. So like my redshirt freshman year, I'm not starting. I'm playing a little bit, but like I'm starting on the field goal team. Field goal has never been serious in my fucking life, right? <laughs> so. We go out there. I don't know who we're playing. We're playing either Liberty or one of well, some school like that. And like, I'm still a young guy. They come off and like blow me the fuck up. Like when I tell you, like <laughs> two guys were lined up in the gap right there, and they both hit me at the same time. I just flew back. So I'm like, okay, this is serious. So we get in film Sunday, and like Sundays, we always watch all the special teams film together. And they like coaches like, look at this shit here. Look at you being taken off plays. You're getting blown up. He was like, but you're gonna learn. Now every team is going to attack you. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, this is, what you mean they're going to attack me? He's like, you are going to get they saw it. They, they saw it on film. So holy week, shit! I don't have two motherfuckers in front of me. Somehow they have three squeezed right there on me. <laughs> they're calling you, you pussy to your face. Had to because I literally got blown the fuck up. No, I was so ready to get off special teams. I was like, dog, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> So if you have any young kids listening, please do not put any shit on film because it is going to ruin your life. You don't lie, man. <laughs> what you uh, put on tape does not lie. Going That's back amazing. to Kellen Mond, I don't, I don't think anyone knows this. I might be the only person, maybe one of like 50 people that remember this. But when everything blew up at Baylor and all those people decommitted and went to Texas and A&M and all that, Kellen Mond was like the last person that was committed to Baylor for like three and a half weeks. And yep. all the other all the other players had already committed to A&M and Texas. It was mostly just those two schools. Uh, and they were all tweeting shit like, "Do you guys see that Kellen is still committed to Baylor?" And I was, I was like maybe twenty, so I was like, "Shut up, let him play where he wants." <laughs> I was so <laughs> mad. My feelings were so hurt because I was like, "We have this one guy, and he sticks around. We're good." And then he ended up decommitting, obviously, but he was there for like much longer than the rest of the recruits were before he, before he left. What year was that? What year was that, man? That was twenty. That was, that was when, right when Bryles got fired. It was. It was so t- the 2016. Spring of tw- it was the spring of 2016. 
Mm. Yeah, like, but it feels like, I mean, we've all been very online for the past few years. It feels like Twitter was a little different back then. It were like, maybe it was meaner, but it was also more like you felt the need to defend this stuff. Like, maybe yeah. maybe all of us are just dead inside now, but somebody shits on AM. I'm like, I don't have the energy. I'm not going to fight. Like, I don't, I mean, honestly, deep in my heart of hearts, I probably think you're right. It's fine, whatever. But like, <laughs> <laughs> back then though back then maybe i was just younger it was personal. And had more energy back then i'm like no nah, dog oh yeah and like that's honestly that's what, like what's funny about it with both tj and blah like I, like i you know we were interacting i'm like fuck these guys these guys are dicks <laughs> they're same but eventually after a while i'm like oh they're just like me wait a minute like <laughs> we're the we're essentially the same people okay then, you know like but it was it was just a different vibe like five six years ago on twitter yeah. than it is right now we're also yeah, older. The unfun thing though about like like I tell you all the time I hate trolling string because like as soon as you troll him me and him will have a back and forth but then there's like Texas fans six two three nine eight and Aggie for life two five six seven eight two they just take they start getting at hell. it and like and then like and they, yeah they got and it's stat, like talking about late. the most minutia nonsense and it's just like guys let me just get these jokes off you know like. I just want to get these jokes off. Uh, maybe I just have like a big head. I mean, I know I have a big head, but maybe the reason I think this is because I have a big head, but I feel like you could write a book about users of Twitter at Baylor University between 2013 and 2017. Because <laughs> we, we saw it all. And there was only like 20 of us. Yeah, y'all did. Twitter, Twitter wasn't There was only like 20 at of that us. Point. Like I knew everyone on Baylor's campus that used Twitter and we were in hell. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. and, and like, you know, the the beginning of it when i was a sophomore and a junior we were kicking everyone's ass i was having the best time i may have been yeah. having the best time and then i very quickly was not having the best time at all and then i had to remain online and be the only one to go through a, an 11 loss season and a scandal it was all the hate was at me it was awful yeah i took it personally <laughs> well that was that was also like super gross back then too because you'd get like rival fans being like oh you don't want like Baylor's the school of this. And it's like, no, I don't, no, oh. you don't, you don't get to, you don't get to use that as a, things. you don't get to do that. Like, that's not right. Like, I'm so confident in who I am today because I had to go through all that shit. in Because you, 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 you <laughs> looked through those Twitter streets. I had people telling me everything I Praise wasn't for like three years. <laughs> it was nasty. <laughs> oh, it was nasty. And they, they would talk shit and then they would kick the shit out of us. And I had to just take it. I don't know how y'all do it. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. You just got to lie to yourself and tell yourself that Texas is back every year. That's basically and that's how we. Well, at least statement. y'all can say that. Like, all I can say is no. Like that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I can say. Yeah. No. Eventually, oh, eventually, just got like now. Like again, like I said, it'll be interesting whenever whenever uh, Pablo's done putting the kid down like that like i love like good god bless and god bless that cow's out of good friend for finding a new home but he kind of broke me from football and so now i'm just like all right whatever it's it's fine like i Wait, like my, my thing is was Calzada the first a&m quarterback that like literally broke your spirit over the over the season you know who else did yeah. that no he was there's coaches that have done that but he, never as a player like here's my thing like I, I need consistency in life. Like I put my keys in the same place every single day. <laughs> so I know where it is. You know, I like consistency. That's why I like watching, you know, the bear that, 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 that show right now is because like kitchens thrive on consistency. you got a plan. You execute the plan when shit goes wrong, you work the plan and you're going to get through it. Right. Like I can deal with consistently shitty 
I have a difficult time with consistently good because I haven't seen that much in my lifetime. But like I can deal with you break my heart. I know that I'm going to come into this shit brokenhearted and it's going to be fine. (laughs) It's this up and down and up and down and up and down. Like, you know, we're sitting there like the LSU game, like, you know, LSU game. Like we think we have the damn thing won and all of a sudden it gets taken away. The same thing like Alabama, like, I'm like, no, we're not going to win this game. It's not going to happen. Like, and all of like, and then at the end of it, I'm like, the fuck are we doing? We're kicking a field goal to win. Like, what is, like, I'm so uncomfortable right now. Like, this is, this is not okay. Like, and so that, like, I appreciate everything Calzada did, but like, man, that season broke me just because I never knew what to, what to expect on a week by week basis. Yikes. So like, we should ask everybody, what is your worst college football experience with your team that you had to suffer through on Twitter? Oh, oh man. It was 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 Crabtree. It was absolutely Crabtree. That was the That's why I don't remember. Were you and Xanga? I mean, I think I had one, but it yeah, I've been on Twitter since the since the since oh nine since the early days. Two thousand and no, but wasn't Crabtree go away? Crabtree was no way. Crabtree happened. No, Crabtree was Crabtree was was it away? I think it was away. Wasn't it on Twitter then? It's not been, there's no it was 0809. It was close. I thought it was 09. I, mean, I had another account that was in 2000. I, I want to say. I can't remember. We went to the Natty in 08. So it must have been. No, we. No, it yeah, wouldn't have been that. It wouldn't have been that. 2008. I don't know which one 2008. is the worst for me. It was 08. That shit was. It was 08. But that wasn't. 20. I want to say the Cal game with Gerard Heard where he went off and I thought he was Vince Young and he missed extra point. Goal. I yeah. was at that game. I was at that game. It was awful. But I really want to say this year, Oklahoma, that shit. No, I, my, I tell people that shit didn't hurt, but that shit hurt because I was talking. No, Teach was hyping me up at house. <laughs> like, I wish my tw- my tweets auto-delete, and I wish I could go back and get them. That's but so honestly, smart. that halftime at Oklahoma. I thought we were back. So bro. much shit. We scored 70 points on Texas Tech, and now we – Stomping Oklahoma on national TV. I there's nothing you could have told me at that moment that would have made me think that we weren't back. I was I was fully fully on board, and then yeah, Caleb was, came in, and I said, "Oh I shit!" Was, I was hiding underneath my bed at that point in time because I'm like, oh, <laughs> "This is happening." They're like, "Oh them. no, this is really happening." We're gonna play Alabama. Like my God, <laughs> like it could not get any. This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> and then, Caleb came um, in that game and said, "All right, now let's play football." And it was all downhill from but there. But even at that moment, I was still talking shit. I was like, oh, okay, y'all got one point. About y'all got one nine, big right? deal. Yeah. <laughs> about to put in the backups. And then, like, it kept happening. I was like, you got to be shitting. <laughs> and T.J. is still hyping it up. T.J. is like, with, with, they're like, within seven points. And T.J. is like, okay, it's scary hours. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, it is scary hours. <laughs> 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 um, I, I have, like, four or five. But I think I may have talked to you about this before. But... That like of all the teams that haven't yet made the playoff, Baylor is like the second and third closest team to making the playoff without making it. So we've had a few like extremely heartbreaking moments the last five or six years. Uh, but the one for me, I don't y'all probably didn't watch this game because it was nasty. But we had a 2015 game against TCU. It was like double overtime. The weather was it was like a monsoon for the whole game. Like both teams scored That's to start the game. Sixty-one fifty-eight. Was that that one? It was the year right after that. We lost twenty-eight right twenty-one. That. But we, uh, it was twenty-eight twenty-one in double overtime. Yeah, and we scored. It was a seven, monsoon. <laughs> yeah, we scored seven-seven to start the game, and then there was like no touchdowns for like three and a half quarters. I mean, it was like for real. Like if you look at pictures for it, 
a torrential downpour the whole time, like 25 punts. It was nasty. And we, <laughs> we got, we got stopped on like fourth and one and uh, TCU beat us. And I, that was probably when I cared most about what people on Twitter were saying. And I, I got lit the fuck up that night. It was awful. I remember moaning like like involuntarily. Oh my god! When we when we didn't get it, <laughs> we still can find some pictures. It was nasty. Again, like I don't. I genuinely like the the, for, the closer that we get to football season, I'm trying to write a little more for Good Bull Hunting, and so they asked me to do like a preview for our cornerbacks and stuff like that. The closer right. we get to it, I'm like, why? Why? Like, why do I care about this? Like, what? How do I quit? How do I become a casual fan? You how can't. do I become the type of fan that like? doesn't know any of the players and like you just watch the game and you're like oh shit that sucks okay let's go to the next thing like when on the flip side i'm like complete opposite direction where i'm like did you know that this player when he was three years old he had a puppy named this and that's why he does this on the field like that's like how do you quit how do you how do you quit how do you quit you Um, can't i know i already went but can i change my answer i thought of a better one um and you guys definitely remember this one the season, the 2016 season, so when Jim Grove was our coach, the, the scandal was still unfolding in real time. Like, there was new shit yeah. every Friday. We had news dumps every Friday that were awful. And there was one, it was right before the TCU game, all of the current Baylor coaches put out a statement at, like, yeah. 5.30. I remember Friday. that. Oh, shit, we I believe, remember this. We believe yeah. that he's innocent. The facts will come out, blah, blah, oh, blah. I remember that. And that then was all the booster, like, there was a bunch, there was a contingency of booster that sold CAB shirts. Yep. So they yeah. sold, the, like, it caused a huge rift, you would, you would assume, because there are some good people in, at Baylor who were like, yeah, we fucked up. This wasn't those people. So we did that. It was this whole disaster. There were people hanging Coach R. Bryles flags, like, from box seats. It was nasty. And then TCU, like, that's 50 pieces at home. <laughs> That, that was by far that's the worst. Car- that's ca- that, that's that, karma, though. Oh, and we all knew that's it was one of coming. Those, yeah, that's one of those losses that you take. You're like, all right, it was I, nasty. I, you know, I accept that. It is those CAB it, shirts know? were very nasty. When that, nasty. when that's so that was nasty. And what sucks is like mean. when you think of the Baylor fan who like is like that. There's maybe 35 of them total, yeah. but they are the loudest people ever. Loud ever yeah, they're both, they're, and they all have burners, and they all mm-hmm. love to talk. It's nasty. Do you believe in slander karma? Because I really think like I'm oh, a yeah. curse. Because I I always feel like the games where I don't say shit and I shut up, we do so good, but it's so hard to be quiet. Like we're winning. I want to be happy. Where's the so fun? Just like, there's yeah, no fun to be quiet. Do here? I've, See, I've given I, up that life a long time ago. No I, again, I'm always afraid that something's going to come back to get me. It's like posting something spicy on Twitter that somebody, you're going to go into work and be like, hey, did you say this? Or did you say this? <laughs> like, it's, it's the same general concept right there. So I'm not going to like, remember the night after the Alabama game, like I was going through, I think I posted something like, you know, just some stupid optimistic thing a few days before being like, hey, you never know what could happen. When deep down inside, I'm like, we're fucked. We're going to lose this game by 90. <laughs> and so like, you know, I guess it got retweeted, I think, to Longhorn fans and to a bunch of other fans and so like then people were in my mentions being like oh you're gonna get your ass kicked and all this other stuff and i was moderately intoxicated so i just kind of wrote back like every single person that just sub bitch sub bitch sub just over and over <laughs> yes. again you know it was a it was a coping I have strategy so many me. bookmarks like, for the Alabama <laughs> game already <laughs> that's the only one that i could do and i'm just like you know I, even the bookmark thing it's like these little you know these 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 superstitions i'm like if i bookmark this to come back to it it's not gonna it's not gonna go in my favor if i bookmark this tweet saying oh it's gonna be great when this goes the wrong way i am tempting the gods 
And they're going to be like, well, fuck you. You should the bookmark. Now we're going to make might that be actually right, happen. Because I have you know? like 20 tweets I'm telling you. that he doesn't know about. They were bookmarked for the Baylor <laughs> game. And I get so mad when I have to scroll through them to go find the reaction video. You. Ever since uh, it became popular on Twitter to be wrong and then just say, ah, well, nevertheless, I have been like bulletproof. Yeah, it's over. I, that is that I copy and paste it and like nothing can hurt me. It's the best. Ah, well, nevertheless, go on about your <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> so awful. I yeah, went through a like, phase where I would just say, please delete this. And that was my response to like any slander. And I feel like I'm really superstitious and I know string is superstitious, like changing shirts and stuff. But I fully believe in that shit. I like, I wish I didn't. I mean, I know, like, deep down inside, like, it I has know no that, effect I mean, whatsoever. None whatsoever. <laughs> none. But at the know, same y'all. time, you know, but I think about that. I'm just like, you know, I, like, so, like, all four of us, so much of our emotional well being is caught up in those four and a half hours on a Saturday afternoon. You're just trying to exercise some level of control over your life. Yes. Like, you have yeah. no control over, it, and you're just trying to exercise even just the tiniest little bit of control over those four hours to say, like, I am doing my best god damn it just do something you know like but in that you know going back to calzada that's what kills me that's what killed me but like it's unpredictable so against alabama he hits this beautiful pass in the corner of the end zone to anaya smith gets us a touchdown all this other stuff like we missed that exact same pass three weeks before almost the exact same spot that would have won us the Mississippi State game. I can't handle that. I cannot you either miss it both <laughs> times or you hit it both times I need you to be consistent. You either got to consistently just make my life miserable or consistently make my life happy. This middle ground shit doesn't really work for me. Yeah, I, I've, I've known I'm a curse like, my whole life. I feel, I feel like you, you learn early in life if you're a sports curse or not. And See, team, we all know you are. Different. I'll never forget. It went away. I'll never forget my daddy and brother turning the Texas-Oklahoma State game where Vince Young had the ridiculous comeback. And I'm yeah, like, like that getting pissed. We were down I was like, 28. Please. After- I said, stop. I said, why are y'all turning? Y'all won't let me watch the game. And I pouted enough that my mom let me go in their room and watch the game. And we came back and I was like, I'm never leaving this room to watch the games. Yeah, so then, <laughs> you got to do. Absolutely. Yeah, I was like, why would you tempt absolutely it? Work. You, you don't want to find out. You don't out. know if it works, but you don't know that it doesn't work. You know? Exactly. See, but then I have the worst, and I need to write this down. I'm going to write it down. But buying new sports apparel is the biggest jinx. Because when Texas played Oklahoma and they had the gold shit, where it's like little traces of gold in the shirts and mm-hmm. gold in the shoes, those fuckers are arriving. We got the shit kicked out of us. And then, like, I bought the Tom Herman one and no shirts, and we lost fucking week one. Yeah. So, like, I literally couldn't wear that shirt again. Um, that was yeah. against Maryland, right? Is that the Maryland game? That was That's one it. of the Maryland games. We lost Maryland. Uh, hey, appreciate so, you for saying that so I didn't have to. We lost two. So uh, <laughs> my my girlfriend is a big Texas fan, and she knows how obnoxious I am on Twitter. Like, she sees it. But, like, you know, I'm pretty sweet, like, in real life. So, you know, every time football season kids up coming, I'll be like, you know, I really do think y'all could be pretty good this year. And I, I said it, like, very earnestly to her that season. Like, it was our first season dating where Texas was playing. And I made her stay at the bar the whole time. We watched that entire game because Baylor was on, like, on the screen next to it. Or there's another game on. And now she, like, doesn't like to watch games with me at bars because I'm, like, I try to be nice and consoling. It's like, no, like, it it, it was a bad call. The refs, the refs hated you. No, it comes so off I, as I, No, no. So she makes fun of me. So she's, And that's every the time thing, we, too. Like, I, I don't know that I want to watch games with people in general. Like, you know, no. forget going to the game. I'll go I'll, if I get to go to a game. I want to go to a game against like a shitty mm. opponent 
that I know we're going to win. It's all going to be fun. Because I don't want to go to a tense-ass game where like, I have to be around people and deal with my emotions when things are back and forth. Man, hell no. Mm-hmm. That was my That's thinking awful. when I bought tickets to the Maryland game. Uh, funny yeah, funny enough, that, wait, didn't you go enough. to Maryland for that game? I, no, it was in, it was in DC. It was the game okay. wasn't in Maryland. It was in DC, but okay. it was it was fucking awful, and it got rain delayed. And then got rain delayed, luckily, yeah. I did not stay during the rain delay. I took my black ass home because I could already see the jig. I said, "Now we playing like shit. We better lose this game." So I did leave the game during the rain delay because I saw already. Oh, we didn't come here to hoop today. Like we, we we're losing this game, and we lost. Yeah, I remember that game, too. Like, I was going to Vegas to watch the UCLA game with a buddy of mine. We are just going to go for the weekend. And, like, we are at the airport. I think we flew out. The UCLA game was on a Sunday night, and so we flew out Sunday morning, and then we're going to come back, like, Tuesday or something like that. I meet up with my buddy. I'm like, oh, man, did you see Texas lost? That's crazy. All right, like, well, hopefully we can get this win. And then UCLA happens, and, like, we're like, oh, my gosh, this is great. And then the entire world crumbled around us and all this other shit and whatever that quarterback's name is, UCLA just whipped our ass, basically, and – that's Josh Rosen, yeah, that was, right? That was yeah, Josh Rosen. That was Rosen. That's the thing, like the, the vast majority of shit I own is A and M stuff, and so all I brought on the trip was A and M stuff. Not because I'm like, hey, I need to wear it. That's, that's all I own. Like all I own is A and M stuff. And so, like the next day, I'm like going around walking around the casino. I'm like, well, which A and M dry fit shirt am I going to put on today? <laughs> so like, you see people over there just giving you the sympathetic head tilt, being like, I'm sorry. I'm like, please don't say that. Please, I don't need this. But thank that's you, so but that's worse. Need, I don't need I've you to remind gotten... me of my like football ineptitude i've never had anybody tell me they were sorry at the game i kind of wish that but everybody really hates us so that's weird <laughs> well i went to the notre dame beat down at notre dame and those fans were nice as hell they were like we're so sorry they were the nicest people ever which made it 100 percent worse <laughs> i'd rather them be assholes they were so nice yeah, it like, made it much worse talk to me like, i felt I like a charity case here, i felt like i was <laughs> crazy I didn't realize, like, national title night. I forgot that, like, I'm literally in between Georgia and Alabama, so I was the only person in the gym in, like, a Texas shirt. And this, guy, <laughs> and this guy was laughing at me. He was like, damn, your team is really sorry. How do you feel about today? And I was like, what's today? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a national title. We <laughs> what's today? Like, uh, we- Yikes. Yeah, oh, no one has sympathy for me when we lose. Everyone except for me is preying on my downfall, so – I'm definitely praying on Baylor's downfall. Haters are furious. That's the team that's like mid and breaks through every few years. It's hell. There's no relief. There's no excuse for a down year on the internet. It's the worst. (laughs) I knew, like, I had a crystal ball to know which year we're going to be back. Like, just tell me. Like, if even if it's six or seven years out, like, just let me know. No, but like, you and you and I became like we became friends in that 2015 season. I remember being in your DMs right after Notre Dame beats Texas, or you beat you beat Notre Dame, and that. Texas is back being, and I'm just like, fuck, we're screwed. Someone's never going to get a recruit ever again. You know, it doesn't really matter. Like, all this other shit. Like, I you, thought we like, were back. Like, I wish I had those DMs because stream oh, man, down like, so bad. I was he, he's so bad. <laughs> I was so <laughs> oh, was, oh, like, You know, like, again, it's, it's this inferiority complex in me kicking through. I'm like, oh, man, Charlie Strong really does have good rules, and maybe we are just a program just about swag, and Charlie Strong's got these, like, cultural rules saying don't beat women and make, like all this other stuff and it's just like now in hindsight you look back and like I like both of our coaches were shit at the time like what are we doing like look and yes. I remember not trying to be too much of an asshole because then by now I actually like string so I was just like yeah man this, you know it's gonna be fine you'll be okay <laughs> little did we know I was gonna will little be did we know wilderness 
10 damn years later, we're all still doing the same shit, same seasons over and over and over again. It's almost not so, talking about Georgia until we play them again. That's not going to happen, bro. And you'd probably get the same slander whether or not you tweeted about it, so you may as well get the takes Exactly. Off. If I Everybody said nothing about Texas. Texas football, as soon as they lose, my messages are going to be going rapid fire. I see you out <laughs> here because whenever Texas is on national TV, people just think, oh, shit, TJ's team is playing. And it's over. It's, it's like we're going to get it's over at that point. Like, Luckily, no one watches my The game. worst thing ever. But the thing that pisses me off, like shitty teams and shitty programs will slander you. I'm like, bro, Maryland fans had me in a them? pack. But I was like, I didn't yeah. know there were Maryland fans on this app. Even when like String is talking shit, it's like, okay, we're a rival. Or when Baylor fans are talking shit, it's like, okay, cool. But like, you got Syracuse fans laughing. Like, oh, <laughs> like I'll let anything slide, but y'all, y'all doing way too much now. And there'd be people who got blown out the same week talking shit. Like Tennessee fans are the worst of yeah. getting their ass kicked. Because nobody was watching the Tennessee black. game. But they'll, they're, they're going to be in our mentions packing us up because we lost to Alabama on national TV. That's exactly how it goes. It's more fun that way because when Texas is losing, I'll still be getting my slander off. It's still a lot of Florida State tweets I got out there. Even <laughs> yeah. when Texas is losing right now, I still got to get my shit off. I would tell an absolute lie and figure out any way to spin that shit. You got me fucked up if you think I'm going to take the pack. I just get too sad. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I can, we'll tell Strig is, I can tell Will Strig is really upset about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell like, his feelings get hurt. With, no, like, when Strig starts to like, really, really spicy, you can tell he is legit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, it's because I'm, I'm re-watching the games. It's like a bad play. I'm like, well, I'm trying to learn about football. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? And I see the whole open up. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I, oh, like it just makes you question every single one of your choices in life that led you to that particular point. <laughs> uh, look, when String, when they lost to Mississippi State that morning, um, that very next morning, String was up early as shit tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't sleep through it, man. He couldn't sleep. through it. Tree, he had like eight different replies with stats. I was like, look at this fucking man. <laughs> um... I know that I know that you guys probably get like I know that you get multiple like Kansas jokes a day. So I, I don't I don't want to actually just like want to make one of those, but I, I don't think I've ever actually gotten y'all to talk about like how you felt during those games and like how you felt maybe like when you knew like oh we we might be kind of cooked here. And I don't the, know if that's like the rude second ask, one didn't hurt nearly as bad. The second no, one didn't hurt nearly as bad. Like, Fuck this. I had already given up on that team because they had already given up on us. So the first one really hurt because I wanted Charlie Strong to get another year, even though things weren't going that well. I was, was unexpected. fighting. I was fighting back against Texas fans saying, we got to give the guy another year. And then Kansas happened. I was like, oh, fuck, though. He got to get the fuck out. Like that, that game <laughs> changed my whole view of him. So that one hurt a lot more. Uh, I had already I had already given up on last year's team when Josh Moore dropped about seven passes at Baylor. And I was like, no, we probably not. We kept having leads in the second half, and I didn't even trust it. I was like, every time we had a lead in the second half, I was like, I don't care. We're going to lose. Like, we're, we're, we're going to lose all these games. So I was like, we're not going to lose to Kansas, though, right? And I was like, no, we probably are. And so that one hurt a lot less, even though it was at home. That Charlie Strong Kansas loss hit me like a shotgun in the chest, bro. It changed everything. <laughs> and I was so invested in him as a coach just because of the race thing. Like, I really mm -hmm. wanted a black coach to succeed. Me and too. I felt like that, that clouded so many of my – decisions about him because there was some shit I was defending. I know I shouldn't have defended, but I was like, fuck it. Same. We're here now. And I didn't yeah. give Herman that same pass. I want a Herman gone uh, pretty early in this tenure. But yeah, I was, strong, I was, I was like, I, was I, I got to be the last guy moment. on the strong bandwagon. Then he lost to Kansas, and I said, now nah, fuck that. Get him the uh, fuck out of this program. 
I feel like I, I've, I've started to care a lot more about college football like, as a whole the last four years. So like, I feel like I can pretty well articulate Tom Herman and why it didn't work and why he's gone. I don't think I can do the same about Charlie Strong. Could you, could you guys maybe like paint the picture of what the what was up with that guy and what is that roster was absolutely <laughs> shit. So it was like, Mac, Mac Brown not. left the cupboard dry. It was I know, awful. but Charlie Strong also got rid of a lot of the kids when he got there because he yeah. said they didn't have the right core values, which looks good oh, on yeah. paper until you get on the field is, and, the, and hey, you can't hoop. It, it looks bad. Hey, it, 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 it looks good on paper and it worked for some schools. It ain't going to work for a school like Texas. No. It's not going to work in a school like Texas if you're the first black coach. It's not going to no. work. You got to win quick. And Mac Brown won with some guys that had some questions on their jackets. Let's yeah. just put it that way. 100%. And you know, we're, we're willing to overlook some shit when the team is good. When the team is bad is when you realize these kid got a DUI and this kid's got a gun. That stuff yeah. stands out much more when you're also going to go out there and lose four or five games a year. Yeah, you're not going to get away with that but, same shit. I wish and I also, Charlie Strong was dealing with Charlie Strong <laughs> was dealing with like a bad like athletic department too. Like Steve Patterson like wouldn't buy the kids suits to wear. Yeah, it was nasty. Something like that. Like they were trying to cut out, but they were doing budgetary stuff. So I think he was in a. I mean, I, I think Charlie. I, now looking at what he did at what UCF or USF, wherever he was, he didn't really have a ton of success there either. I think he was. No. You know, you can kind of look at his start. And a lot of it was lined with Teddy Bridgewater, but you know, I think that he he that was a. The Horn AD is a unique and interesting place. Well, now that I am generally depressed by talking about the Charlie Strong era, we'd like to thank you all for listening to another episode of the Slender You Podcast. If you get a chance, please rate us, review us, subscribe. Um, there's also the Sister Podcast, which is the Underhooks Podcast. It is me and Tease talking about UFC. And then we have Between Two Bears with Evan and our good friend Matt. So definitely check those out. We will be back next week with a Slender You episode discussing our lovely Baylor Bear. So look forward to all of you checking in with us. And with that being said, y'all have a great weekend.